eventually all five of you are in there, and then Hightower is there. He yeah. sets down the coffees. There are six altogether. You notice that, like, when Black Tower enters, he kind of looks Black like... Blackmore. God damn it. <laughs> Blackmore. Uh, like, he basically kind of looks like he just, like, like he basically just saw a ghost. Like, he has cold sweat on his brow and stuff like that. It's like he groggily grabs one of the coffees and begins sipping on it like he's a zombie. Hightower watches you but doesn't say anything. I bring in an extra coffee for Blackmore. Okay. With, with his name on it. It says Black Morning. <laughs> <laughs> Did you say it says Black Morning? Yeah. <laughs> now it says Black Tower. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't even care. He not, just drinks the coffee. Sorry, they uh, spelt your name wrong. <laughs> the Hightower. Starbucks. So Hightower looks around at all of you. All right. How's everyone today? <laughs> Collective, like, nothing. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, Hightower yeah, doesn't say anything, just nods a little bit, unsmiling at that. Right. Well, I've been speaking to various officials all night about the incident. Buttermaker's tied up with bureaucracy. He just told me to deal with it. So, essentially, there's a chance that this might be connected to you cases from before, and if it, that's the case, then this could be a great deal more serious than we all thought. Fact is, even on its own, this case is alarming. We don't know who did this, how they did it, when they did it, or why. We have few to no leads, and it is our job to investigate things and try to piece together the puzzle, so to speak. So, for that reason, well... I'll be at your disposal, so to speak. If you need to ask me anything, you know where to find me. I'll be checking in periodically to see how you're all doing. If you have any concerns or questions, ask me. I am essentially your superior in this, and it's my job to make sure that you, my team, that all of you are safe. Blackmore at this point has like fallen into one of his micro-naps and like, kind of jolts back up. <laughs> now, regarding this... I think it's safe to say that this is going to be rather important. So for that reason, and at this point, he takes out a piece of paper. This is going to be the case. He sets it down. And it simply says, Case 1, The Dryad. Any evidence that you find, any clues, any notes that you wish to take, write down here. And in the future, if we ever need to look back on previous bits of evidence, well, this is where we kept it. And for people who are listening here at home, I am giving the players essentially some sheets that they can write on for information. And one of them says, simply enough, Case 1, The Dryad. Well, I think in, in actuality, we, in the actual universe, we'll be using, like, a board. A board, yeah, board right. reports, uh-huh. all that stuff that police officers Then do, in but, that case, it's the, not a sheet of paper. He's written it up on the blackboard. Yeah, yeah. For, 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 for the actual players, we'll be using a piece of paper, but in actual yes. police work, I think we'd end up using well, a That's exactly As it. our forensic expert, write down everything we've learned about the case so far. Go! Okay. You're also the only one holding a pencil right now. Okay. Ha! So, got him. Uh, why, don't we, why don't we walk why don't we, Let's review the case. Yeah, since we're... Yeah. So, um, memory is usually good to go on. So, uh, what can anybody tell me? Anything specific that they remember? Wait, Her name so, is Holly. Yeah, so... Victim. Her name is Holly. Her name is Holly. Her name is Robert Paulson. What? It's a fight club reference. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I brought the first one. No! <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so we have our name, that's good. Oh my god, a vortex sucked Harry into the nether zone! Species. Dryad. Mm. 
We don't have her age or her place of nationality, place of birth. Next but Dry at three because she's level three. Mm. She's a member of ours, retinue. We'll need to talk to Iris at some point, try and or, figure out a timeline of how she ended up there. Yeah, look at the quiet side of the cross. <laughs> About that, I've called into Myth Town. They're in a state of affairs as well, trying to figure out what happened. But the Dryads, essentially, Iris has closed off the grove, so to speak. Essentially, she's put it into a state of almost lockdown. She's making sure that everything in there is kept secure for its own safety, or some such. He shrugs. It could be any amount of time. Dryads live a long time, so I wouldn't be surprised if this takes a while. When you say a while, one hundred years quarantine. And you're like, like, two weeks. I don't know what she, how long she intends to keep this up, but it's understandable given that one of her retinue was murdered in outside of Myth Town. So speaking to her might be a bit difficult. I'll go and like Blackmore tries to groggily like get up, out of his chair. Up. First thing you're doing is going down to a bed, closing your eyes for eight hours. You're no good to anyone if you keep up these micronaps. We need we need you on your best behavior. As of all of you, I expect each of you to get the proper amount of sleep, but also I expect each of you to contribute to the team as well. To help with your sleep, we have provided all of you with these cats that will tell you when you're supposed to go to sleep. <laughs> you want to investigate that crime? We shouldn't do that. Uh, <laughs> I have no idea. What's all right. Going on. Anything else that we know of? Circumstantial evidence at the scene. Uh, currently, probably required two people. Wire was put on during mortem. Um, Something crime, crime was occurred during blackout. Any obvious cause of death? Not that we could determine. There was a large wound on her neck. It looked like a large gauge needle, but I'll other check than in, that. I'll check in with the toxicology reports downstairs, see if they were able to find anything. Mm-hmm. Alright. There was a circular mark on the bottom of on near her heel. But other than that, no other signs of defensive wounds or anything under her fingernails. No right. physical evidence of anyone who could have done this. No clues. Whoever they are, they're good. Or they're magic. Yeah. Either or. Chip pumps yeah. a shotgun. <laughs> uh, yeah, James, or Hightower actually nods a bit in agreement with this. Sort of a head bob. Right. Well, if you remember anything else, feel free to write it down. But in addition to this, well, Buttermaker has so kindly informed me that we cannot neglect our other cases at the moment. Specifically speaking, the one other case. And at this, he sort of grumbles a bit as he goes over to another section of the blackboard and begins writing on it as well. Case number two, the man in black. I understand he's a bit lower priority given what's happened at the time, but it's still something that's been going on. Oh yeah, he texted me. Oh, <laughs> And at this, Jack gets up, goes over to the blackboard, <laughs> takes the pen from Shoot. the high tower, and writes across the board in enormous sprawling letters, SHOE. <laughs> and at this, high tower just looks at you. And then it's smaller than it is. Size 9? Um, 11 and a half. Oh, so specific. And ooh, he ooh, just so looks at you for good then. Emilio Estevez's feet are size 9. <laughs> just so you know. Houston. 
Thanks for the 90s update. <laughs> <laughs> I know, 92. Um, I understand that you spoke to Iris the other day and were able to buy us about another minute to collect some more clues. Yes, that's right. How? How do you know that there were other officers? Uh, yes. Is it? Not that? <laughs> she phones like, I had to wait a whole minute. <laughs> I've spoken to Iris once before myself. It took a great deal of courage. Thank you, sir. It mm. was a very uh, sensitive situation. She nods at that. Right. So... We have, he looks over at the board with the drive, which has a number of very detailed notes on it. A good bit of information about this, and he turns back to the man in black where, shoo! Shoo! Uh-huh. Shoo. <laughs> well then. I think we know who's winning. And of course, the board will be free in case other cases come up as well. But, it is up to you to investigate things in the meantime. If you hear about any disturbances... Or if any calls come in, well, we can list them up here. But it's simple enough. You all have the time, your time to do with as you see fit. Up until now, it's been fairly, well, scheduled, I might say. But as of now, you all have a good deal of spare time on your hands uh, Chris. to work on one thing or another. Yeah. Just a heads up. What was the name of that uh, myth that's a part of the uh, Unsunken Court or something like that? The Unseelie Court? Yeah. Ten. The boat court. T-E-N. Tam. T-A-M. Talar. T-E-L-L-E-A-R. Is that the horse A-R. man? E-A-R. Or, sorry, A-R, not... A-R. That's, that's the horse. So, yeah, Blackmore, like, very gro- very, like, very shuffles up to the board, grabs a pen, and writes down the name Ten Tam Tamarel, and then underneath it with a bullet port... Un, how do you spell... Un, uh, well, he'll spell it the way that he thinks it's spelled, U- which is U-N-S-E-A-L... Why? Yeah, not, I think it's S E L E. At this, Blackmore takes the pen from you and quickly yeah. corrects it. So, two E's, L I E. Yeah, uh, and then uh, Chip will go over and add underneath that troll market. Okay. So, right. Okay. Mm. All right. So, uh, it's up to you to divide your time as you see fit, but the. He, this, he goes over to the dryer, is the first priority. This, and he gestures to the man in black, is second, understandably. But if you have time that you feel you can use to better yourselves in one way or another, make packs with myths, or improve your abilities, or train, or some such, that is up to you to decide amongst yourselves as you see fit. So with that, I say that your time is now available to you. So, guys... It's up to you to decide what you would like to do with your time. All right. So you know, um, you can investigate cases, of course, go around, find information, or you can speak to myths you have spoken to previously, uh, because it just so happens that a lot of them, well, life has been going on for them, but they might have a couple of problems here and there that only specialized people can help them out with. Go find side quests. And if you would uh, help out these myths that you have helped out before... They would no doubt be very grateful for the help you've given them. I know exactly. The florist, I bet he can tell me what this plant is. <laughs> help me! Please! Well, I'm gonna go talk to Silas. So, I've got a list of myths here. So, first off, there is Makin Aldenov from the first case you guys have ever done. Yeah. Uh, Fireman. He is the Afrit that works at, um. Some bar. <laughs> at O'Brien's Pub. 
and most of the regulars call him Mac for short. Next, there is also Marn, the Nekomata, the cat that seems to have a little more information than he should at all times. Timaeus, the academic that works at the British Royal Library, uh, and he has, seems to have a great deal of knowledge on many different subjects in history. Yeah, how many? Sorry, no, that's the, the clock crowd. Oh, yeah. Is that what no. you were saying human now? Yeah. Hummus. Hummus. <laughs> Actually, I'm confused for a second. Like, is that... It's like, like hummus. Yeah, yeah, that's what I heard as well for a second. We're really He's a Mediterranean just, man. We're all just really hummus on the inside. From the third case that, you invo- that you're that you involved with, yeah. man versus myth, there are three individuals that you've met. First, Lucius Creed, the Minotaur. Theodore Ted Galatus, the satyr that you were able to rescue. And finally, John Candy, the young boy, the myth, who is still unidentified, <laughs> and who is in the custody of Quincy at the moment. After that, there are there is the t- the council, of course, with several of its members, including the dwarves, which you guys have you guys have already struck up a very nice relationship with them. Yeah, there is Hespero, the centaur, who is the captain of the watch, so to speak. There is also Exatrius, the um, avatar of balance, who is essentially the leader of the town council. Is he like an angel? Or He's an avatar. He is an avatar. What's an avatar? An, the avatar. An avatar, thank you for asking, Joey. Oh, uh, here we go. Is a literal personification of something. So basically, if an event, if over time enough events occur in one place and enough feelings are felt of the same thing, then an avatar is formed, which is essentially a raw personification of things that have occurred nearby. So, balance? You say it was balance? Avatar balance. That. Is he, is he the head of the council? Yeah, he essentially keeps everyone else in check. So is he like a celestial being then? He's just a very powerful individual. Oh, we all see Avatars? Guardians of the Galaxy 2? No. Lesser avatars can be as powerful. Even newly formed avatars are up to uh, class 3. More powerful avatars can go up to rank 4, rank 5, and some have even been reporting as being rank 6 in terms of power. So you guys know, if you ever dealt with a rank 6 myth, that would be the state. That is the stage where you deal with it in one of three ways. The military, a specialist, as in like a hero class person who can deal with almost anything, or large amounts of copious prayer. So we can like beat it with prayer? We can pray it away? Can we like pray a sword into existence? That last bit was sarcastic. (laughs) You close your eyes. You only have the first two options. Yeah. It was a a trick I fooled you. Yes, the last option is to hunker down, hide beneath the table, and wait for it to go away. But anyhow, not a very good plan. And there is one other member of the town council, Shinji, the Kitsune and the resident sorcerer. And of course, there is Iris. But uh, it's up to you if you want to decide how to get in touch with her. Hesper on the council? Yes, I did mention. Oh, you did. As well. okay, he is the captain. Well, like Horsboro, oh, right, so. am I right? Boom, boom. That's incredibly offensive. <laughs> <laughs> there. Others include Spring Meadow, the dryad that you are familiar with, Jack. Oh, well, she's not actually on the council, though. No, no, she's a handmaid. Right. I mean, you and, could you could help her. But from the sounds of things, she's probably in the grove right now, under which is under lockdown. Grove Street, fool. She's on house arrest. Mm. There is also the troll market that you guys are familiar with. The various trolls that are there and. Roach, which you have also encountered Jack on a regular basis. I mean, we're good friends. We really like each other, especially that part where we put him in a 
ca- car with a bunch of high. No, no different. Roach is the uh, alcoholic one that he uh, Jack keeps going to. Oh, man, I probably Jack be like they all look the same to me. But and <laughs> finally, there is also Silas, the person that you have spoken with, Quincy, with Mister Spooderman. Yeah, the large mechanical spider who has a tailor shop deep beneath the bowels of Myth Town. And deep beneath? I went down an alleyway. What happened? <laughs> <laughs> You I got, went, you I actually, got really lost. Yeah, right? you went actually to the Underdark. You just didn't notice it. Yeah. Like, there were drow that were, like, this close I didn't, to killing I didn't you. look out the window. It's like, oh, look, it's the center of the earth. <laughs> I'll say this. Um, Quincy, yeah, he's just down an alleyway in this town. <laughs> but, yes, he seems to know quite a lot yeah, about it. It's like a ten-minute walk. It's not that far. No, it's not far at all. But you, yeah, he seems to know quite a bit about things, so he might be helpful. Anyway, it is up to you guys as to how you want to spend your time. All right. Well, first things first. Blackmore realizes that he can't. That uh, high tower will not allow him to do anything until he goes to sleep. So begrudgingly, he goes to sleep. Okay. Well, first things first. I think we will. will um, during this intervening time, we'll do whatever myth-related enhancements we wish to do. Yes. yes. So why don't we go down to the myth that you guys have contained beneath Scotland Yard? If you guys would like to double check what packs you want to have. Instead. All right. Uh, I think I prefer to read it. Well, I have a I have a a uh, thing that I'm gonna do specifically to see like if, to, to see if I can establish a, a pact with this myth. Sure. So I take a Webster's dictionary. Okay. Um, I walk it down to the uh, bookworm. Uh huh. And I put the put it in there for the bookworm. You wait. And I put a piece of I put a I put a piece of um, a magazine on top so it's like sweet. Okay. <laughs> like, uh, like you put the bon appetit that Jack stole from the hospital. <laughs> okay. Um, I'll say that you have it's like a yeah, garnish. Yeah, I'll say that it's actually a. Yeah, well, in hospitals they tend to have all kinds of stuff. I'll say it's one of like the magazines about current celebrities and stuff like that. Sure. And Only five years old. <laughs> five years old. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't trust this Obama guy. What's he ever do for us? Um. So. Um. Yeah. The bookworm. Uh, sniffs at the magazine, takes one of the pages, then tears it off, then begins chewing it up, and yeah, it seems to like the taste. Then, in a few moments, it yeah has torn through the entire magazine. It's well, no, I only put like a little bit of a magazine, oh, a little bit, a little bit yeah. of a magazine on top of a dictionary, so that he'll oh. eat the whole thing. Okay, then it starts into the dictionary. It eats for a little bit, then it seems to yeah. Hmm. It seems to be a bit slow going as it gets to the dictionary, but it seems. But it seems as though it's found slow but steady work. Mm-hmm. Then, um, yeah, eventually, uh, yeah, it begins, yeah, it pauses every so often, then looks back at you, then it keeps eating, and yeah, eventually it stops. It seems to be fully satiated. By this point, it's torn through a couple of the pages in the dictionary. Then it looks over at you, and... A couple? There's like 600 pages in the dictionary. Yeah, um, it's a big dictionary, and there are a lot of words. So, um, so a piece of paper unfolds itself from the, rips itself out of the dictionary, and folds itself into a question mark. What you want, fool? I hold up a piece of paper that says, "Can you read this on it?" Nod yes if you can. It blinks, then um, begins crawling over to the paper. I need to fuck you. Sniff, sniffs it, then begins eating it. Well, it doesn't seem like. Wow. And then the pi- the question mark unfolds and then turns into a thumbs up. Oh. So we can read it if it eats it. And then in a very deep voice it goes, Yo, what's happening, son? I, I take out my fountain pen, because I'm... And I begin, I write him a note in cursive. 
Okay, you're literally describing how I write everything. I'm offended. Because I'm a hundred years old. So. <laughs> Just today, I was actually practicing my calligraphy using my mid pens. You're basically ta- you're calling a vet and I a hundred years old. <laughs> my point stands. <laughs> but anyway, um, so I write him a note. Um, Mr. Bookworm. Okay. <laughs> Pleasure Senior. to meet you. My name is Quincy Adams. I would be happy if. You would be so inclined, I would like to form a pact with you. I would be willing to provide many types of literature to you, <laughs> if you were so choose. Sexy cards, too. Dearest of gods, <laughs> Quincy Adams. If, if, if this is amenable to you, please um, consume this note in a gingerly and curt, uh, curt manner, and get back to me as soon as you can. Okay, um, it takes the piece of paper, and it eats it. And it seems to go about it as it did before, but as it reaches certain parts of the text, it slows for a bit, then eats it a bit slower, as if considering it, finishes it, watches you for a bit, then, yeah, the hand that formed a thumbs up, uh, the paper, more paper begins coming out of the book and forms actually a full-on arm. The arm reaches over for the fountain pen and begins writing on a piece of paper. So, and eventually, yeah. So, this is what it reads. Um, To whom I may be addressing, (laughs) I have considered your offer and found it very intriguing. After after due consideration, I believe that we will be able to work together to a a very reasonable degree. Should you provide me with the literature listed below, I will be more than I would be more than agreeable to enter into a pact with you and loan you the use of my abilities. What literature is it? Sincerely, Reginald. Um, the first thing is a rare. signed copy of Ulysses by James Joyce. It's a mix of stuff. It seems to be some examples of classic literature, some examples of modern stuff, a few people magazines, like current stuff, or it in brackets, um, current as opposed to outdated. And oh, basi- Fifty Shades of Grey, get out of here! So basically it's looking for examples of good books that are actually fun to read, as well as a number of newspapers and magazines that inform it as to current events. Sure. Yeah. Alright. I I I, I draw a picture of, of two people shaking hands. I'm terrible at art. It eats it and then the the hand that was writing then reaches out for you. And then we shake hands. You shake hands. And with the firm sh- shake of the hand, as you shake the paper hand, you feel new power blossoming inside of you. Congratulations, Quincy. You now have bookworm powers. Cool. I'm just gonna I I'm gonna get those that let me eat bro- books. That's mm. what I want. Okay. Um uh, the little guy holds a finger up, then, to sh- as if to show you, the dictionary unfolds itself, then begins rising up into the air, and begins flapping like a bird. Then, it falls down, the bookworm crawls on top of it, and then it rises into the air and begins flapping again with the bookworm on top. I, I look back and forth confused, and I clap for it, and kind of like tilt my head, confusedly. It's it, it then, the book falls down, it steps off, it looks at you, then at the book, Back at you again, then back at the book. Get on the book, Joe. Then back at you. <laughs> I try to use my power on it. Okay, the book suddenly lurches towards you a bit as you concentrate, then it rises up a bit unsteadily into the air, then begins to hover there. Yeah, um, alright. This is very odd. Uh huh. Um, out of character. Yeah. How expensive is the power to do that? Um, 
Because I wasn't sure if I wanted to buy that one. I don't, don't know if it's I have It's okay. Um, I'll say that you can do it this one time. You don't have to. I have a burst of energy from the pack. That yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, isn't that a, an allocate points? It's power? an allocate points power. Oh, so, okay. So I have it. I just yes. need to allocate points into the exactly. You, you take cool. You take cool. dice away from okay. your other powers to use. Okay, fair, fair. Uh huh. All right. Sounds good. All right. You've got a bookworm pact. Cool. Yep. yep. What's the bookworm's name? I actually ask. I write it with no saying. What can I call you? It thinks for a moment. Bookie. Gotta go see my book. Augustus Wrightsworth the uh, third. Ooh, ooh, then it writes ooh, down. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Yes. His name should be Bead. Bead? Bead. It's the, the first person to ever write surviving English literature. Alright. It thinks for a moment, Just then writes down. I don't have one. Then it thinks for a moment. Webster. It was the first name I've ever heard. And you look over, and sure enough, it is Webster's These dictionary. Mary of Webster. <laughs> <laughs> that shall do. I shall be known as Miriam Webster. <laughs> well, wait. I fed it a book called Atlas Shrugged first. Yep. It threw it up. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. That is the general response. <laughs> um, that's fair. So, and on another note, although the book that your comrade brought in was interesting, I would prefer not to read it again. <laughs> Oh no, he said comrade. He's already a communist! <laughs> <laughs> He's gone the opposite way of Atlas Shrugged. <laughs> that, so next we'll bring him the manifesto. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, anybody else want to make any packs with other myths? Um, I want to make a pact with the dwarf. Okay. Go to so, chip. Alright, so the chip. Alright, dwarf quest. Hanging out with dwarf. As you are feeding the dictionary to the bookworm, the two of you, Tara and Chip, head downstairs to where most of your myths that is, the sentient ones that have committed crimes are in confinement. And in five cells, each adjacent to each other, are five dwarves. And they're all just sullenly looking up at you as you enter. Well, long time no see, copper. A fuck you won't, eh? Hello! <laughs> yeah, and he's it. one of the dwarves. I don't is just know looking. these dwarves. Presumably, so, presumably they know Chip, or he, do they know me as well? They're, I don't know if I've ever so, Hmm. Uh, the both of you guys. Uh, basically, they are familiar with cops in general. So, okay, cool. What the fuck are you doing down here, anyway? You come uh, to bust us out of here? Maybe. It depends on uh, how cooperative you all are. So, um, <laughs> Good cop, bad cop. Let's do it. They're, they're watching you. They're not making any obvious movements, but the fact that they aren't saying anything means you have their attention. So I'm sure you're all aware of these sort of myth packs that have been going around. Aye. Well, lately, um, the police force has encountered some uh, sorts of criminals, and we would be able to use your particular type of help against them. So wait, you lock us up in here, you keep us down here for ages, no beer, shite food, and then you come to us Asking us to help you. Now why, in the blithering thump, would we ever want to do that? Well, if you would like to enjoy some food and beer, and perhaps a little freedom... At this, <laughs> oh, one of the doors begins perking up a bit. I think that's a good place to start. Yeah, they're just kind of silent. They look between the plexiglass walls at each other. Go ahead, John. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so that's an uh, intimidate, and I'm gonna spend a willpower. Uh, I'm gonna spend two. No, uh, okay, so only fives. 
Well, you that's one option. The other option is, if you don't form a pact, I'll make sure that uh, you go on a permanently vegetarian diet down here. At this, they all... And hit one of the dwarves slowly bears his teeth. You wouldn't. Oh, it could get worse. We could go non-gluten vegetarian. So, one of them, non-gluten. What the fuck is non-gluten? <laughs> Wait a minute. What the fuck is gluten? <laughs> so, great. Listen, I've had strange human food in my time here, but I don't know what the glu- this gluten is, but I don't like the sounds of it. Listen, um, one of them, all right, look, and he's just kind of scratching his neck. I'll, I'll, I'll give you whatever you want, just please, don't feed me any gluten, please. <laughs> then you hand him a beer, <laughs> and then <laughs> chuckle quietly to yourself. <laughs> what, what's wrong? <laughs> it's full of gluten. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. <laughs> now his free radicals so are yeah, the, the drawers. Look, all right, all right, all right. Will we get out of here sooner if we help you out? Yes. Will we get beer? Sure. And at this, they all sigh of re- Like, they let out a sigh of relief, then instantly clam up, realizing, shit, we gave him too much power. <laughs> oh, damn. And, and, me. Uh, like, n- not the stuff you've been given the ghoul over there. Like, you know, cook me. Sure. All right. Anything else? And the others? No, I think we're good. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I got in one life. Oh, so. um, one of them. I'd like um, I'd like to use a uh, like a forge, like a bit of blacksmithing. Like I just, I need to get the kinks out of my system. Can you get me a rock hammer and a large poster? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't held a blacksmithing hammer in two weeks. Ah, uh, we'll see if we can organize some sort of work release. Supervised. So, yeah, supervised work program. <laughs> All right. What and if we were to say you could go break rocks? <laughs> <laughs> what? That's amazing! <laughs> what? Wait. <What> prison! <laughs> so. <laughs> oh, okay. Make license then, plates. All right. So, to be clear, we enter into a pact with you. You get us beer. We get released sooner. We get better food. Maybe some blacksmithing work. And no gluten. Sure. Okay. Good. We don't need any poison. No human poison. Okay. Good, good, good. Alright. And so with that, uh, so, uh, at this they look around and, so which one of us do you want to do the, um... Choose your dwarf. Whoever is the most comfortable with this sort of thing. And the one that had spoken about the blacksmithing? Yeah. Okay. Alright. You seem fine enough, miss. Right. Who has the best beard? That's the one you want. Who what? is the stoutiest dwarf? Are you rolling? Uh, I, I'm, I'm rolling. Okay. Assess beard. Scrutiny. Uh, three twos. Which one has the best beard? Okay. There's one on the end that has barely spoken. He has his knees hunched up to his chest and his shirt has been pulled up to obscure the bottom half of his face. And he's watching you very carefully. What are you doing? Nothing. Why Why? why is your, uh... So, oh, he thinks that if you keep him down here for long enough, you're going to shave his beard. If you make a pact, you won't shave your beard. He watches you. Fine. He then takes... Unfurls! <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it is let some like something out of the Little Mermaid as he stands up <laughs> from his bed... 
and an enormous mane of pitch black beard billows out from underneath his shirt. Congratulations, you found a folk metal singer. And suddenly you find you hear a as it hits the floor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Nice. His beard has a weight? Yeah. Get a cake of vapors yeah. over here. You, you just say, damn. And he just nods. I know. <laughs> <laughs> right? I'm, I'm forward a pack with this guy. All right. <laughs> give me your beard. All right. If I get the pack, do I get the beard? <laughs> okay. Oh, you a beard you can grow now. Um... Shoo all other powers. Tell you guys what, if you want a dud power, I'll say that it improves your ability to grow facial hair or body hair as well. <laughs> Tara, are you in for that? In real life, I don't need any help with this. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Alright. Can we, um, you literally not got a single arm hair. I'm oh. well aware. <laughs> but, um, no, I know, I know. It skips the arms. It skips uh-huh. Alright. <laughs> Alright, so the two of you now have packs with dwarves, and you can allocate abilities as you see fit, and if you need help with that, I'd be happy to help. Does And now for Jack and Blackmore. Do the Not two of right you want to make... Okay, no packs right now. Blackmore, anything? Mm, yeah, I'll go down. Uh, so, basically, uh, Blackmore awakens from his nap slash actual sleep. Yes. And uh, he also is like, <laughs> sort of knocks the kink out of the system. And he realizes he needs to be able to see evidence better. Not even with his abilities, because it seems like he's having been stonewalled by that. Uh-huh. So he goes down to the containment cells, and uh, he goes to speak to the bugbear, Nog. Okay. So, just as a reminder, I have had dealings with Nog before. I was kind of playing the good cop and like getting right. him mac and cheese and stuff. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'd also want to think about adding the litmus bird. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, if you're going to be our epic sensor. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, I will go talk with Nog. Okay. And from my previous encounters with him, uh, is he capable of, like, speaking, or does he yeah, have... Yeah, it's rough rudimentary speech. All right. He seems unfamiliar with English, but, yeah. All right. So, I basically go down. I, like, go to his cell. Hello, Nog. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you for asking. <sighs> now, I'm sure from other people coming about, you've probably heard about the pack system that we employ here at Scotland Yard. He scratches his cheek a little bit. Maybe. Well, just as a refresher, effectively, myths, like yourself, can help police officers, and in doing so, they may gain special benefits. Is there anything in particular that uh, you'd think would benefit from this sort of relationship? He kind of scratches his head a little bit. Benefit from this pact. Benefit from a theoretic, from a, from a pact, if we were to do it. I go home soon. Yes, it can take time off your sentence. Oh, and uh, food and drink. I can see about getting better food and drink than the usual stock there. As you've no doubt seen, I do have a similar pact with uh, Grinner over there. And I'm fairly certain he's probably seen me feed Grinner at least once or twice. Yeah. Lady Bugbear. That could be a bit difficult. It would be dependent on a consenting partner. And he kind of nods at that understanding. Like bad boys. (laughs) Very easy. If you have any... One in mind, a girlfriend or wife, we could see about trying to contact her. Ooh. Uh. Mm. And he um, 
Get wife. Grinder. No. Sorry. No, no. No, no. Grinder said I should eat wife. Yeah, Nog sort of leans in close. I tell you name of girl, you tell her I'm here? Yes. Oh, okay. Hart? I extend a hand for a handshake. He takes your hand, you shake firmly, and you feel new power seep into you from this. All right. You now have a pact with a bugbear. Hooray! Yeah. All I gotta do is hook him up. Uh-huh. I feel it coming. Alright, so, uh, it and sounds as though everyone's good with their packs and it's getting a bit late, so why don't we wrap it up here for tonight, guys? Alright. Because you guys now have a few things on your plate. You guys have cases to do in the future, work that you need to put towards it's mine. doing them. Oh, here we go. It's my shoe. I'll, I'll put it in the case file for you. Yeah. And, outside of that, you guys also have things you could do in terms of getting new powers from different people, because odds are, more stuff is going on behind the scenes in London, and who knows, there might be a couple out, a couple people out there that need your help. The truth is out there. The truth is out there, and who knows? You might find evidence relating to the cases that you're currently studying. Okay. Thank you, Joey. Alright, so that's it for this night, guys. Thank you so much for playing, and to all of our listeners, thank you so much for listening in. Bye! Hey everyone, thanks for listening. You can find us on Tumblr at listentothesenerds.tumblr.com or on Twitter at LTTNCast. All our music is sourced from Incompetech.com and is licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. You can email us at listentothesenerds at gmail.com.